welcome 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 hello 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 everyone welcome back to wherever you're watching this from whether it's my youtube channel facebook instagram podcast hey if this is your first time uh i'm dr Tenari m cover for those who don't know I am a licensed therapist. I have over 16 years of experience in the emotional mental health field. What makes me different is I'm a Christian therapist. Uh, I am a real clinical person and I incorporate your faith principles. Uh, I've written over 60 books. Uh, I calculated uh, how many uh, projects I have completed this year and it was a total of 10, y'all. So God is faithful and just like he'll give you uh, an anointing to write, anointing to sing, anointing to preach, anointing to teach. He'll give you the anointing to write. And I am unapologetically an anointed writer. Um, what else? Uh, on a private practice called Clean and Creative Council. We are located in Greensboro. Okay. And welcome. Hold on. Now, for those you may have heard here in my voice, I almost did not record today. I am uh, recovering from the last bit of a cold, and uh, you know you just you're you're you're, you're you feel fine, but that last little bit just don't want to leave. I rebuke it <laughs> anyway. So if I if I um, sound nauseally, I want to try not to cough in this microphone because that would be inappropriate. So if I just mute it temporarily, just do a cough or something like that, but I should be good to go. All right, let oh 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 y'all, I'm so excited. I just want to say thank y'all so much for my thousand subscribers. Thank y'all. Uh I am so excited. Of course, I want to continue to grow. And um, but I'm grateful. I've met my goal. So um next uh next year, Lord, next teaching. Make sure you subscribe to all these, whatever you wherever you're watching this from, because next uh, we want to talk to you about a winning mindset. And I want to talk to you some of the things that I do because you may ask, if I've been asked in the past, how am I able to accomplish so much? I've accomplished so much. Sometimes people literally think I am lying about something that I've accomplished. I've got my PhD. Um, I have five degrees. I've written um, over 60 books. I own my own private practice. I was able to launch full-time. Prior to that, I had a full-time job and a part-time practice. Now I just have a full-time practice. <laughs> Um, working for myself. I have over 500 YouTube videos, um, podcasts, all these things. And so uh, it sounds like it's a lot, but there's a, a method to my madness and there's a strategy. And uh, I call it having a growth mindset or a winning mindset. And I want to talk to you by, about that in uh, in our next uh, session. And I'm not lying about what some of the things I have accomplished. I always tell people, one, my license is public record. My books are public record. My business and all the academics are public record. Um, other things that I'm a personal life are not public record. <laughs> I'm not going to give you my transcripts. But sometimes uh, when God puts it in your hand and you've accomplished so much, people literally don't believe you. Like I don't walk into a room and say, yeah, I've accomplished all this. And I generally introduce myself as Samaria. Um, unless I'm in like a training or a social or a uh, a professional setting uh, where we just generally use our um, our professional, you know, uh, acronyms. But for the most part, I, I walk through, I'm just Samaria. And so um, anyway, so long short, short of it, as I want to see everyone win, and I'm going to give you some practical strategies. I'm going to talk about the mindset and then uh, some of the things that I do. And I've been doing this system for years uh, to be able to accomplish uh, so much. It's not about working harder per se, believe it or not. It is really about working smarter, all right? So let's get it started. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. 
Uh, today we're going to talk about the laws of boundaries. One of my favorite books is the books by Dr. Henry Cloud, Dr. Robert Towson, and that is called Boundaries. Uh, these are Christian psychologists. I always tell people I highly recommend the book. I've recommended that book to many of my clients. Um, without boundaries, my brothers and sisters, life gets difficult, okay? All healthy relationships, all healthy relationships, uh, relationships uh, within your organization, relationships, uh, professional relationships, relationships, uh, romantic partnerships, and even families, uh, all healthy relationships have to have boundaries. This is why I talk about this a lot. Um, even your relationship with God has boundaries. Watch this. Um, and that is like, so now let me, now, whew, I get excited about some of these topics. Some My brain wants to go and get ahead of myself, but let me, let me clarify. Because uh, I've heard it say, oh, you know, boundaries, and people think boundaries is a bad thing. I actually heard someone who's also uh, a Christian say boundaries, and they're like, drama. They, they made it seem like if you had boundaries, you're insecure. And, um, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. Remember, boundaries is a biblical thing. Boundaries is a biblical thing. Um, there was a relationship that Jesus had with the disciples that the whole crowd didn't have access to. And the reason why that is Jesus had boundaries, right? Um, most times people who don't have boundaries or don't have effective boundaries and everybody has all access to them, they end up getting burnt out, stressed out, worried because they don't know how to set boundaries. And boundaries are actually a good thing. And so uh, a lot of our mental health, emotional health, even our spiritual well-being um, would excel if we just had some boundaries. And so let's talk about this. Um, so, and I said uh, boundaries were there at the beginning, uh, but it was actually a heavenly concept before the beginning of the world began, boundaries was set. Uh, when the enemy who was Satan decided that he did not want to respect boundaries, that simply means that he was in heaven and he found himself trying to be equal to God to the point where he wanted to dethrone God. Uh, he was kicked out of heaven according to scripture and he was demoted. And why? Because he observed uh, boundaries. Uh, he was not content uh, for his position within the kingdom of heaven and he wanted another person's uh, bound uh, uh, position uh, and so he started asserting boundaries and rebellion um, um, uh, broke out in heaven okay but let's talk about on the earth realm genesis chapter 2 16 through 17 this is where uh one of the instructions right from the beginning so when someone says boundaries i don't understand that from the in, from the beginning god gave man, man boundaries as a matter of fact uh, when God was creating the earth, he created within boundaries. He did one thing on one day, nothing on another day, and on the seventh day, he rested. That is a boundary. But this is the boundary that God gave man. He said, but God warned man. So this is this is a boundary here, because when you're warning people, this is what I expect. Uh, this is what I'm going to give you. This is what, And this is, if, if this happens, watch this, um, we're, we're going to have us a problem, right? And so how you should be treated is boundaries. How you treat other people is boundaries. All right, but the Lord then warned him, you may freely eat of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will die. He was setting a expectation and a boundary. You could eat any fruit that you want, just not the, the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Um, and then God said, it was not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper just right for him, comparable to him. God will never send you healthy relationships or healthy people for you to damage when you don't have boundaries. Excuse me. 
okay? Once man disobeyed those boundaries, what did they do? We all know the story. They ate of the tree of good and evil. And guess what? They no longer had access to the Garden of Eden. And now it happens the same way. When we don't, uh, when we don't uh, respect the boundaries that God has given us, we allow any and everybody into our lives. We allow toxic relations. We disobey God's uh, commands. We disobey what God has told of us to do. We no longer have access to our own garden, our own Garden of Eden. A Garden of Eden, where the place of things are ease. They flow, they have um, uh, a, a place of continual blessing. We now have access to that place in our minds and our hearts, our peace, uh, when we disobey the order of God. This is our own personal Eden. When there are no clear boundaries, watch this chaos ensues. If you ever look at an organization, a person, a place, a space, or a, a nation where people scatter, there is chaos. Watch this God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of chaos. He may allow, but he's not the author of it. He doesn't initiate it. Sometimes he allows it because of man's own inappropriate behavior. Watch this. Um, uh, chaos consumes. We want to look at uh, corrective actions and how we realign ourselves back with God. We got to look at where the chaos come from. <clears throat> Boundaries are a set of standards. Man, imagine with me. Hold on, y'all. I am doing this, and I know I'm. I don't want to be uh, rude here, but I'm doing this during the time that um, I'm actually okay. I'm actually. Uh, this is my work day at work, and um, hold on. This is actually my work day. I'm working from home today, but at my private practice, so I just want to make sure I'm I'm still up in my business and all that. So I do apologize. Um, but boundaries or expectations and standards of treatment. A lot of the reason why people experience stress burnout and even compassion fatigue is because they don't have good boundaries see stress is not something you're supposed to manage i said i'm gonna say it again because i want y'all to make that clear stress is not something you're supposed to manage it's supposed it's something you're supposed to alleviate we're not supposed to live with stress in our lives and i heard i think it was bishop younger who said whenever you have a lot of stress in your life there's an area of your life that you're not operating under the grace of god it is also indication of a place and a space where you don't have effective boundaries. Uh-huh, uh-huh, all right. This is getting good to me. So boundaries are not the same as walls. This is why people get it confused. Oh, you have walls up and you don't trust anyone. No, 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 there are certain people. I don't care who you are. There are certain people that I have discerned their character. Uh-huh. I have dealt with them and they don't have access to me. Boundaries are not the same as walls. Walls, good people, bad people, or anyone in between watches does not get access because you have a wall up. Boundary says I have to discern who gets access to me, and there's levels of access. There's intimate access. Everybody can't come to your house. Everybody can't get your cell phone number. Uh huh. Everybody can't lay in your bed. You understand what I'm saying? Because you have boundaries. <clears throat> right? And so often, if we look at the area of chaos in our lives, we have to look at where did I stop having boundaries? Who did I give access to that needed not to be there? All right. Let's keep it going. Boundaries are like fences. You need boundaries in every area of your life, professional boundaries, personal boundaries, relational boundaries. How do we handle conflict? That's going to be really important. Like, I believe we ought to be able to have an adult conversation because sometimes we just see things differently. 
but I can't stand when I'm talking to somebody and we are having a, we are two adults, two respecting adults. And, and I've had people do this. We just having a conversation. Hey, this is how I felt. And the, the, for me, my motive is to resolve, but this is how, you know, we deal with someone who does not have boundaries and who doesn't respect your authority. I want you, I want to say this clear. You do not want to deal with people who undermine your authority. That's for leaders and that's for regular folk. If they undermine what you want, what you desire, and your boundaries, because we should all we we're not gonna be able to avoid conflict. It's more of what do we do when we get there. And when you start telling someone these are what my boundaries are, these are what my expectations, and they're undermining your authority in your face or behind your back, because real character is really just determined by what happened behind your back. Because everybody can be in your face, particularly when they know you're successful. They're gonna be in your face. Yes, ma'am, no ma'am. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they'll be in your face. So, so I can't stand. I'm talking to somebody and you get loud. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ho 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 ho. So I don't. I don't go talk. I I I, <laughs> I have matured and learned to just walk away. But when someone they go and you start and they get loud and they go high and all that kind of stuff, we're not we're not matching energy. I'm just not dealing with it. Right? Boundaries are for your own health. I don't eat pork. I really don't eat red uh, red meat or um or or any type of red meat at all, but I don't eat pork. High blood pressure runs in my family. High cholesterol. I don't have high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Uh diabetes runs in my family. I'm not pre-diabetic. I thank God for that. But I have to have boundaries with um my health. So I don't eat pork. I really don't eat red meat. I eat fish or chicken. You understand what I'm saying? So I have to have internal boundaries. When I talk to you next week about the winning mindset, we're going to also talk about the boundaries that you set with yourself so that you can accomplish your goals, right? So you have that boundaries within your health, things that you can and cannot do. Now, for those who don't know, I've, I've been kind of transparent about like, uh, one of the things that happened when I was working so hard and working all these hours, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to go in full time into my private practice, I... Um, I gained a lot of weight because I was just always on the go. I was never home. Like I literally would go from one place to the next place. I would just jump by and I don't even like fast food like that. I would just eat something fast food. And I'm telling you this for a reason. And so now I'm in this health journey where I'm trying to lose this weight that I've gained. I think I look good though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just ain't got snatched yet. You know, I got a real, I had a real big, <laughs> now it's still big. It's not as big as it, as it was. Okay. Look at my 2021 videos. You can see it in my face. But I haven't reached my goal yet. So if I, the point is, if I want to reach my goal, okay, which I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting there. I'm just working on it. <clears throat> I have to watch this set boundaries within myself as far as what I will and will not put into my body, right? And so I'm using it as an example of we cannot accomplish our goals without boundaries. One thing I tell my clients all the time is that boundaries are natural. When you go to the beach, right? And you see the, the ocean goes but so far and it comes back. Even if it's a high tide, it goes back. It is respecting the boundaries that God set from the beginning. Now, when there is, because I know, I know, I understand high tide, low tide and all that kind of stuff and, and, and how that works a little bit. But when the sea decides, I don't want to respect God's boundaries. What do we have? Tsunamis floods okay um so god has boundaries surrounding us for two reasons one oh so 
so anyway, so God creates us with boundaries. He develops us in boundaries. He trains us for boundaries. When God begins to elevate you and open doors for you and he gives you more notoriety, so I heard, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you're going to have to discern a lot more because you attract all kinds of people. Everybody smiling in your face ain't for you. All right, a few more things here. Then I'm going to uh, talk to you about Dr. Henry's and Dr. Cloud's book. Dr. Henry, Dr. Um, Roberts' book. The two reasons why God, so a boundary is considered like a hedge. A hedge is like a wall of protection, right? Two reasons why, <clears throat> excuse me, God made, or our boundaries are removed. And I do apologize, y'all. Um, um, rebellion, our sin, and our selfish and our selfish uh, ambition. I know it was three things, but it's all under the compass of rebellion. If you don't obey the, the orders of God, and if you do things outside the will of God, uh, he is not guaranteed to cover you or protect you in the area that he's not called you. And uh, I, I wrote a book at the beginning of last, oh, I'm, I'm going to 2024, you're at the beginning of this year, we're still in, in, in this year, called Grace Man Bound. And I broke down what grace is and what grace is not. And grace does not give you a license on number one to treat people any kind of way that you want to. That's not what grace is. And grace does not give you the ability to do what you want. And so oftentimes God will allow us remove the hedge from us in our own rebellion so that we get into alignment with him. And you want to check out Exodus 11, uh, Exodus 11 and, and 14. On chapters 11 and 14. And I may check it out, put that in the link below um, so you can be clear. And also here in the season of testing. Now I'm, I'm going to go through this really quickly, but Job chapter six, um, uh, one, uh, six through nine. New King James Version. Um, Satan came to God. And uh, the Lord said, Satan, where have you come from? I'm paraphrasing. Satan said, I've been going to and fro, walking back and forth on the earth. Verse 8. And the Lord said, have you considered uh -huh, my servant Job? There was none like him on the earth. He is blameless and upright, one who fears God and shuns evil. So Job didn't do anything wrong but it was his season of testing and testing is meant to develop. Like we don't know all the reasons why Job was tested, but we do know that he struggled with the spirit of fear. And so sometimes God has, will allow certain things, believe it or not, to develop us or to take something out of us that is in us. And um, Satan said, does not Job fear God for nothing? Then Satan says, because he recognized there was a boundary, a, a, a wall of protection. That's what boundaries are. It protects you, it protects the other person. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hand and the possessions that have increased in him. Have you not made a hedge? What is a hedge? A boundary or a wall of protection? So it is also a fence, a boundary of protection. So uh, I want you to understand, uh, don't despise the hedge. Don't despise the hedge. So even though God allowed the hedge to tempt to be removed from Job, remember there was the end of the story and God restored Job. But the hedge is something that, that protects all believers. The Holy Spirit's uh, way is how we are protected. And watch what's protected. Uh, not only are you protected under the hedge, your household is protected. 
your children are protected, everything on your side, everything that you're called to is protected. And you have blessed the workers of his hand. And, and, and so your work is protected and your possessions are protected when God sets a hedge around us. Okay. We may have temporary seasons where the hedge is removed and that's for our training and development, but we do have a hedge. So don't despise the hedge. You have to remember who has access to you is really important. I was reading, I didn't put this in my notes. Excuse me, hold on. I didn't put this in my notes, but I was reading on the battle of uh, AI and how, um, and how um, I think it was Achan had went and disobeyed the laws of God. And he brought a curse onto the people of Israel. Uh, when the curse came, it affected everybody. So when you disobey, you listen, your choices always affect someone else in a negative way, always. And so because of the sin of, at, 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 that Achan had done, the people of Israel were not able to win a battle that they, that they would have easily won. So remember that when you set boundaries and when you obey the voice of God, you are not only doing that for other people. You're not doing it for yourself. You're also doing it for other people. Everything in your, you, you got to watch what you allow. You got to watch what you allow, what you give access to you and what God has put under your and in your hands. You got to watch it. Okay. So who has access to you and have you vetted them by the Holy Spirit? Everybody can't give you relationship advice. They just can't. If they don't teach you how to vet people by the Holy Spirit. All right, so this is, again, um, the 10 Laws of Boundaries, Dr. Henry Cloud, Dr. Uh, John Telson. Amazing book. I absolutely love it. I want to go through their 10 uh, Laws of Boundaries. I absolutely love them. The Law of Salt, Salt, point number one, the Law of Sowing and Reaping. Remember this, all of our actions have consequences. If you set a boundary, and I do believe any relationship, any, any friendship, any, um, um, this is why when you go into a job, they talk telling you, all kinds. That's why there's an HR department. Um, when you start a new relationship, you ought to say, what are my boundaries? You know, you have to have these conversations, but <laughs> boundaries are not effective if they don't have consequences, right? If you choose to dishonor me or disrespect me, you're, you are now choosing my, uh, that you, you, may, you may not have me a part of your life. You can set a boundary Remember, all of our actions have consequences. How you treat someone else has consequences. How someone else treats you should have consequences. And what you allow into your life, your space, has consequences. And so there's a law called sowing and reaping, right? Everything ain't the devil. <laughs> Sometimes it's us. And so um, if you treat me this way, that's not, I don't see, I told people, I don't know what, I don't know where I put it in the TGF, but I don't give ultimatums. I set standards and boundaries. And when those are broken, if they are broken, I follow through. I don't, I don't set uh, 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 ultimatums. I just follow through. Uh, number two, the law of responsibility. We are responsible to each other. We are not responsible for each other. If I can just help some of my clients that may watch this, I know, I know that because so, I don't have a lot of clients that watch my YouTube, but every now and then I have people tell me they did. Um, they have. We when we get grown, grown, 
you are not responsible for grown people. Oh, hunty. Let's cue the shouting music. You are responsible. This is what they say. To each other, not for each other. You are not responsible to take care of grown people. You are not responsible for the happiness of grown people. The law of power. We have power over, watch this, some things. We don't have power over others, including to change people. Stop right. <laughs> you cannot change people. You cannot change people. You can be wonderful and kind and, uh, and, and, and the baddest thing walking. You still cannot change people. They got to want to change for themselves. And it can't be because of you. Because listen, if someone can change for you, they're only gonna um they're only gonna act right long enough to get in your good graces. They're gonna act right to get in your good graces and they're gonna go back to their old issue. You cannot change people. Only God can. Best you can do is pray for them. So I have people, I'm waiting for him to change, hunty. My God. Anyway, <laughs> the law of power. I said that right. Okay, point of the law of respect. We wish for others to respect our boundaries, so we need to respect theirs. Okay, let's say it again. The law of respect. If we wish for others to respect our boundaries, we need to respect theirs. You cannot set a boundary about how you should be treated and then you don't treat people the same way. Kids, I mean, that's a simple concept, but you'll be, you be some things that make y'all say, hmm, we want respect and we ought to give it. If you want kindness, you ought to give kindness. I love it. The law of motivation. We must be free to say no before we can wholeheartedly say yes. So this is how this happens. When you start setting a boundary, particularly if you're someone that's not used to setting boundaries and you start telling people no, um, you get kind of kicked back. You're always going to get people that are going to be like, well, what's wrong with you? And they look at you like you didn't, you know, like you done something wrong because you told them no. Like, oh my, I can't. They're, like, they're How are you offended by my, my boundaries? <laughs> Things that make you say, the law of motivation. Okay. Did I say that? Yeah, the law of motivation. Um. You must be free to say no. Okay, the law of evaluation. We must evaluate the pain our boundaries cause others. You must evaluate the pain our bound. So you have to look back over your life and look, I call this pressure points or pain points. Where did it come from? Right? Where did it come from? The law of evaluation. Uh, because our pain teaches us something. It could mean that I didn't set enough boundaries in this area and that caused me pain. I, I dealt with the wrong person that caused me pain. Um, I I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know then. What has pain? I'm, I, I just did another teaching and I haven't released it yet. And I talked about what did my pain teach me? See, if you can go through pain <clears throat> and you don't learn anything from the pain and you do the exact same thing that you did Prior to that, you ought to come out with some new information. You, really, you should. Uh, I thought this was the right way, but I learned a few things. I learned about myself. You know what I learned about my pain? I learned about my, my limitations. And I learned that I'm not anyone's superhero. 
and I learned that it's okay for me to speak my limitation. I learned that I like as 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 um as much as I present well, um maybe to other people, like I have capacity just as much as the next person. And I've learned to discern what my capacity was and be able to say no or set boundaries initially knowing at the end, there's a limit to how far I can go. That's I learned that through pain. You get burned out a few times, life will teach you some lessons. The law of proactivity. We take action to solve problems based upon our values, our wants, and our needs. Proactivity. This is what I say about uh, boundaries, and I wanted to clarify. <clears throat> boundaries are proactive and not reactive. You don't wait till something happens. Uh, then you say, wait a minute. For the most part, once we get grown, you know, when you're when you're when you're young, and I say young, young, you may not always know life, but as we've gotten older and we've matured and we've learned some lessons. And these lessons teach us, again, our limitations. So we want to be proactive. You don't wait till there are the problem and then you react. You start from the beginning. These are my boundaries. These are my expectations. This is what I want. What do you want? And you just, again, you got to learn the Holy Spirit. You got to just discern the Holy Spirit. Because again, um, the more successful you become on paper, you'll attract people and they'll be your yes people. Knowing good as well, they hot mess express. Okay, set some boundaries here. Point number eight, the law of uh, envy. You will never get what you want if you focus outside our boundaries onto what others have. You can never walk into your king. This is why jealousy and envy and, and, and trying to compete with other people, it just doesn't work. It really doesn't. If you recognize that there's a part of you that's being envious and jealous, and there that's going to happen, uh, it's almost like you take the focus off of yourself into what someone else has, <clears throat> into someone else's blessing. You can't walk into what God has for you if you're hyper focused on um, on someone else, the law of activity. We need to take initiative in setting um, limits rather than passiveness. Don't assume. Don't assume. Right. Don't assume. Don't assume because we, we like each other. Don't assume because we grew up similarly. Don't assume anything. I've seen people do the most weirdest thing. <laughs> Don't assume because sometimes what I've learned, if you're a nice person, you attract people and you have to check people the first time. That doesn't mean you go out of pocket. You, you know, you're going to do all that. Don't you, don't do that. But when you see something, check it. Remember, a little leaven spoils a whole, a whole loaf. And I found out that sometimes when you're, when you, People can respect you from afar and then they meet you, right? And oftentimes when you're generally a nice person, for me, I'm a quiet person, but when you're a nice person, people make certain assumptions. And if you don't check them, if you don't say, oh, wait a minute, right then and there, <laughs> if you don't check them, they'll just keep going on with, with um, whatever it is that they are trying to do that's not uh, in line with what you want or desire. Uh, don't be passive and don't assume that people have right motives or just because you're raised similarly or because you hang up with the same crowd that you have the same boundaries. Don't assume it. Okay. The law of exposure. We need to communicate our boundaries to each other. If you don't communicate your boundaries, that means a verbal conversation. We can't call it boundaries. And remember what you say and what I say, are, I mean, we can be, we can be saying the same word. I mean, two completely different things. Uh, I believe in loyalty and being loyal to be committed in relationships. I do not believe in toxic loyalty. 
And so I need to define, or we need to define, okay, if we say that we believe in the principle of loyalty, how do you see loyalty and how do we, I see loyalty? Uh, loyalty to me does not mean emotionally, mentally, spiritual leech draining me dry. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Loyalty does not mean that you can treat me any old kind of way. And because on the basis of loyalty, then I'm okay. Cause I'm a, I'm a thug it out with you. Like that's not, <laughs> uh, loyalty to me does not mean I have to love you at the, at the sacrifice of myself. So I still like to say, you can say what you, what you mean for love. My mean for love are two different things. My, uh, I, I say, I love you. Don't mean I'm supposed to take care of you, particularly when you grown. Right. So I don't mean I don't love you. I'm just I'm not responsible for for you. That's that's you see what I'm saying. So that's that's so so we have to talk about what do we mean and the principles that govern what we mean. Okay, I believe in uh, in, in loving God and being committed, but I do believe that uh, in balance, right? And so, what does balance mean to you versus what it means to me? All right. So the laws of boundaries. So how do we set boundaries? Last thing. Well, you have to communicate them up front. And I mean, the verbal communication. You have to be consistent. You have to remind people. And again, I got to say this for my people generally are maybe a nice or kind hearted givers, 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 givers. Talk to me, givers. Um, I tell my clients this. I sound like a broken record, y'all. When you are a giver, it is natural for you to attract takers. Because takers are looking for someone to take from. That's just a reality of life. And so uh, you have to know that so you can discern motive. And the, the I don't think they talk, I can't remember they talk about this in the book, but it's very difficult. You have to discern where someone is versus where you want them to be. And you have to deal with them where they are so you can meet someone they hype themselves up and they say i'm i'm a multi excellent richard i'm just a, and, and 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 you dealing with this person based upon that level but they don't have the emotional mental, spiritual capacity for that i gotta deal with you where you are and that means um uh, uh setting boundaries where you are or we're not gonna get where you're trying to be okay so again i said um we have to communicate our wording, but what do we mean by that word, right? Uh, a lot of uh, relationships or unhealthy boundaries come with un unmet expectation. You had an expectation that was not based upon reality. You thought that my uh, commitment meant toxic loyalty. And that's not how, how that goes. Uh, my commitment does not mean call me you know what I'm saying? That, that means 24-hour access to me. That's not what commitment means to me. Okay? State consequences. Now, I've done this in my life. Not a whole lot, but I but I, there's certain deal breakers for me. And I've told people this. I'll rock with you for the most part. I'm a very uh, committed person. I don't dismiss people from my life casually you really have to do you have to really do something i'm not when i was younger i used to be that person you know well you know as soon as you, you just throw people away <laughs> not that i did it a whole lot but you know that they're saying what, what do they say um you know the as soon as you show me something i was not that type of person <clears throat> but i've always told people uh I, I i'm cool with you for the most part but when you, if you become a distraction, three things that I, I tend to not deal with. Once, if you rob me of my peace, 
And if you come become a distraction to my purpose, your days are numbered. Now, I, I don't dismiss people right away, but if you got a whole bunch of drama and chaos and confusion. I don't, I can't rock with that. And I realize that some people live their life in a state of confusion, so they don't understand that concept. And it, if it starts becoming a distraction to my purpose, I'll never allow anybody to distract me from my relationship with God and my purpose. Now, what does that look like? Does that mean that I can't make adjustments as far as like my schedule? No, because that's not what, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if it's a distraction to my relationship with God, it robs me of my peace and it's a distraction to my purpose. I'm willing to walk away. So stay consequences. In, bin, in business, watch this, we have to set business boundaries. There is a book by the same authors and I, I had the book and I have a ton of books on my reading list and I have not read, but this is one of them. It's called Boundaries for Leaders. And so you have to understand what is your leadership style. And it's a really good book, um, again, by the same authors. But leaders need a certain level of boundaries, particularly the more influence you have over people. And I see a lot of people in my practice, because y'all know I see a lot of leaders in their emotional mental health. Um, and a lot of them um, have difficulties and end up getting to a place of stress and burnout and compassion fatigue and really have a hard time. And a lot of it has to do with being overwhelmed and stressed out. I'm not having an effective team. I'm not being able to... Um, uh, negotiate boundaries and also delegate authority to appropriate people. Remember everybody that smiles in your face does not mean they're for you. Does not mean they have capacity for what you're trying to build. And so um, you can have a team, but still be the lone ranger as far as what you're trying to accomplish. You're with people who just cannot support the vision and ends up weighing on our emotional, mental, not even our spiritual health because then we end up getting to a place called uh, burnout. And so there's different, uh, things that we can talk about, which I won't go today as far as like, how do you uh, restore that? How do you, uh, how do you deal with that? Like I said, I won't get into that today, maybe at a different time, but one of the key components is, um, is, is your selection process, but also how you set boundaries, right? Remember, we all have limited capacity and um, in, in this season of our life, uh, if you're a go-getter, if you're moving forward, if you are someone that is full of passion and purpose, you're going to have to understand your limits and your capacity. If you're naturally a giver, if you're naturally an uh, empath, like you know and you are um, you are um, uh, aware of people's pain uh, and you want to be the fixer, <clears throat> you are the great white knight person, um, you're going to have to know and understand boundaries as a loving act. It's a loving act between you and God it's a loving act between you and yourself and your limitations as a human being and how much you are and uh, and how you help someone else in the long run. Because there's a difference between um, helping someone and just enabling them. I remember forget my um, my freshman year of, not my freshman year, because I transferred to a different school. Uh, one of my favorite professors, name was Dr. Gary, and she said, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to help people. And she said, we are here today because we are going to teach you the right way to help people. We're not helping people so that they become dependent upon us. We're helping people so they become self-sufficient. And when you don't have boundaries, you don't know how to effectively help people, but your heart may be in the right place. But you have to understand that. You need to know what your limitations are. 
remember what may might what may work for one may not work for the other. I've had people say, uh, and this is not happening like, well, my last therapist did it like this. Or, you know, I've said, you know, for those of them, I used to work for the community mental health and they had a staff of, of in the crisis unit and in different departments. I, I, don't, I have a small private practice, which I'm very grateful for. So I can't run my private practice. I, I have great clinical skills, but I can't, I don't have, you know, another department or crisis unit or different things. So I have to set boundaries based upon what I have and make sure I run my business, my mission, my what I'm trying to accomplish based upon the information that I have in front of me. I can't go on what someone else said and what someone else didn't do and all that kind of stuff because I know what's going to work for me in this season of my life, right? And so boundaries is like understanding where you are, where you're going and making adjustments or also making standards of treatment, standards of care, standards of how you will deal with people uh, as you continue to grow. But where are you right now? And what's going to, what are the decisions that you need to make that sustains your long-term, long-term um, sustainability? And business and ministry and relationships, what's the long-term sustainability and boundaries are going to help us to get there. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, sticking with me today. Hopefully there'll be no cough or, or, <laughs> or qualms in our next session. I want to talk about the winner's mindset. Uh, again, thank y'all for my, my thousand subscribers. If you are watching this, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Um, we're going to be back in the day and the time of the banger. If you want to know anything about me, request a book, speaking engagement, www.drsamaricobra.com. If you're located in the North Carolina region, uh, we do telehealth and in-office sessions. That'll be www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You must be a North Carolina resident. If you are not a North Carolina resident, you may go to the www.psychologytoday.com. It's not sponsored and find a therapist in your local area. And of course, I do trainings and all kinds of things. That's www.trainingchristianleaders.com. We're back in the day and in the time of the banger, y'all. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye.